What's up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope you had a wonderful week, you and your loved ones. And y'all, tonight I'm excited because we continue our new series, Kingdom Gospel Church. And on tonight's episode, I really want us to focus again on church. And I want us to make the distinction between church being the people of God and you know how today many people who you know again identify themselves as believers as christians still see themselves um you know going to church meaning like they recognize church as them going to the church building on their day of worship whether that being sunday or saturday or whether that being when they meet up for bible study uh, or for worship and praise night and so on tonight's episode i want for us to really know um again that we are the church and secondly i want us as well to see that you know there still is a need for us to have a gathering place so even though we know the building itself is not the church of god it is still necessary for in fact the people of god to still have a gathering place and so on tonight's episode i'm gonna be explaining to you all the the purpose of the gathering place and whether the gathering places we see today that we call church are in fact modeling the way um the church was in the bible or whether they have missed the mark and how can today moving forward even as moving into the new year 2023 we can do a better job as people of god to get to again have that model that we see is highlighted to us you know in scripture when it comes to the gathering places um, for God's people to to fellowship in. And so on tonight's episode, I want us to just quickly go ahead now and turn our Bible pages to Acts chapter 2. I'll be reading Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. There's many scriptures that I really want to go ahead and share with you. I know some of them, you're going to have to read them during your leisure time. But also, I know there are a couple of scriptures that I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on for next week's episode, because we still have two more episodes to go within this series. And so, again, wherever you are, I just want you to go ahead and open your Bible pages to Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. And it goes like this, y'all. And so before I even read it, I just want to read the title of that particular portion of scripture. It's titled um, The Fellowship of the Believers. And so um, Acts 2 verse 42 starts like this. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now I'm at verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It was so good, y'all. I have to read it one more time because I really want you guys to really get this before I go ahead and just further dialogue with you concerning what we've read. And so let's go ahead and read Acts 2, verse 42 to 47 one more time. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. My goodness. And again, the title of this portion of scripture is the fellowship of the believers. Now, many of us, when we hear that word fellowship, we think again about, you know, Sunday service. Oh, I'm going to church to fellowship with brothers and sisters in the faith. But as you see here in this particular passage, Acts 2 verses 42 to 47, we see there's there's such an intimate gathering amongst these group of believers. It wasn't just like a one day thing that they worshiped, you know, God for like two hours or so. And after that, they said deuces to, to, you know, to each other and they went back home and didn't hear from the other. Right. Until Sunday came again. But we see even in this text in verse 46, it says every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Every day they continue to meet together. So that means they daily were fellowshipping with one another. Now, this is the this is the problem that I see when when it comes to today's way of fellowshipping. All right. Today's or rather today's um, way of doing church. Right. And so, again, I just want to go ahead and say this once more. We are the church. This is true, right? If you are believing in Jesus Christ, you are a son or daughter of God. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. Amen. But however, we do see, again, Scripture shows us the importance of us having a gathering place to meet up as sons and daughters of God, as cohorts with Christ. And we see that this gathering place doesn't necessarily need to be a commercial building. It doesn't necessarily need to be a church with a big sign, you know, across the street saying, welcome to service today. But it could actually be a house of one of the the sisters right in the faith or one of the brothers in the faith. And we see here in this particular scripture, in this particular text, it says that they broke bread together and they prayed as well. And they were giving God praise because of the favor that God bestowed upon them. And so we see that they were praising God, not just when God was blessing them, but they were praising God when God was blessing another brother or another sister that was in their midst. And so we see here um, there wasn't comparison being being, um, you know, maximized, but instead there was a beautiful um, partnership being maximized. There was a beautiful just unity, right, and harmony uh, being maximized. You see, people were just happy to see others being blessed in their midst. Because, in fact, they knew they were being blessed because God was blessing them. When we can recognize that God is the one who blesses a man or a woman, that should give us the grace to not even have an, you know, an inkling, right? To not even have like this, this motion within us to want to be jealous of a brother or sister, to want to be envious of a brother or sister. Because we know their blessing did not come from them. Their blessing came from God. Amen. And so what I found interesting is that the reason why, too, you can say these believers in the early church were so filled with the Holy Spirit and were so in unity is, in fact, they had a deep, intimate relationship with one another. They had deep friendships and the friendships and the relationships that they had, they were, in fact, formed because they were daily communing with one another. 
is in fact because they were daily, you know, raising each other up in the Lord, giving each other encouragement, worshiping the Lord together, remaining in continual prayer together. They weren't just praying for themselves, but they were praying for one another. And the Bible tells us that when two or three are gathered in their midst, you know, Jesus is present, the Holy Spirit is present. And so sometimes what happens is that, you know, unfortunately, so many of us, we are, we are able to see in our today's society when it comes to church, there's a lack of that intimacy when it comes to the brethren, when it comes to fellowship with each other, because we are not seeing that being highlighted enough. Often we are on a fixed schedule. Often everything is trying to be squeezed within a 30 minutes time frame or within a 60 minutes time frame or within a two hours time frame. And again, we just say au revoir. See you next time, right? See you next Sunday for the next worship service. But as we can see in scripture, this should not be the case. And if this continues to be the way that we do church, we are going to be running on empty. We're going to be running on empty. And so I want to go ahead and share all of that with you all so you can see it again. You are the church, yes? But again, it's so important for us to have a gathering place. How many of you, wherever you are, just think to yourself, how many of you ever broke bread with another fellow believer that you go to church with? that you attend a worship service with. As you can see here, just from reading Acts 2, chapter 2, right? Acts 2, verse 42 to 47, you see that in fact, they were a family, right? The church of God is a family. They weren't strangers with one another. And so often, you go to church, and even if it's not a mega church, it could be a small church just only having about 50 to 100 people, and yet you feel like a complete stranger. In the midst of those, you should be calling brothers and sisters. The body of Christ is a family. The church of God is a family. And so if we are a family, why is it so hard for us to treat each other as family? It is one thing for you to say to somebody, they're your sister. It's another thing to truly to treat them as one. And so scripture tells us even um, within the, the, the couple of scriptures that we just read, it tells us that they even had everything in common with one another. It tells us that they even worked together to be able to provide for those who are in need. And so they noticed that their assignment as well on the earth was again to be the hands and feet of Jesus. They knew when Jesus was here, right? When Jesus was present on the earth, every time when he saw that there was a need, every time when he saw those who were coming to gather, you know, to receive from him his teachings, to hear his teachings, if they were, you know, um, you know, if for example, they didn't have food or they didn't eat lunch that day, Jesus would take it upon himself to make sure that again, they, get, they, get, they got fed, amen? They got fed. And so we see this is the same characteristics that the people of God and the book of Acts. And even when it comes to the Apostle Paul and his epistles, he was echoing the same thing. We see the people in the churches that we read about in the Bible. They always came together to provide for one another. Not only did they provide um, for each other's physical needs, 
but they also provided for each other's emotional needs. Amen. And we see in this particular passage, especially in the closing verse in verse 47, it shows us because in fact that they were doing this on one accord, that they were breaking bread daily, right? They were praying daily. They were worshiping God daily and doing all of these things together in unity. God continued to bless them and their numbers increased. Sometimes you will see a church is not increasing in number because, in fact, they are not one with each other. Because, in fact, they do not recognize themselves as a family. I believe moving forward that God wants us as a body of Christ to recognize each other as a family. Even to the point as in recognizing each other as the truest family that we have on the earth. Because as we read in scripture, Jesus himself, he said, whoever is doing the will of his father, they are his mothers, they are his fathers, they are his brothers, they are his sisters. He was literally saying whoever is doing the will of his father and whoever as well is again practicing his teachings, they that they were his true disciples and those were the people that was his brothers and sisters and this has never changed whatever jesus declared in scripture he continues to declare it to us this very day that we must follow but we see the reverse is happening in our society today. We see the reverse is happening in Christian communities today. We put a great significance on the building than we put in our friendships with one another, in our co-laboring with one another. And so you see many people, many Christian communities, they are, again, they're raising a lot of, of funding for the infrastructure of a thing, for the infrastructure of a building, instead of saying to themselves, how can we become closer as brothers and sisters in Christ? How can I help you to be stronger in your faith? And how can you help me to be stronger in my faith? I want us to go ahead and quickly turn our Bible pages to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 16. I'm going to be reading it very quickly for you all. First Timothy chapter, excuse me, um, first Timothy chapter four, verse one to 16. First Timothy chapters, chapter four, verse one to 16. And again, I'm going to go ahead and just give you the references underneath the description of this podcast. So that way you guys can go back and read these scriptures during your leisure time. Because we do have several scriptural references to share with you all. And even if we don't have the chance to read through all of them today, for the next coming episode, we're going to go ahead and do that. Because for the remaining two episodes, we're just going to continue to just talk about the church and talking about God's purpose for the church moving forward. Amen. All right. First Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 1 to 16. 
and I'll be reading it from the New International Version. And so this is what it says, y'all. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Right, right, right quick, excuse me, very quickly. Um, I want you guys to go ahead and highlight that. Verse 7, especially the latter part that says, train yourself to be godly. Now, verse eight, for physical training is of some value, but God godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the savior of all people and especially of those who believe command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love and faith and impurity. I want you to go ahead and highlight that as well. Um, verse 12, especially the latter portion of that, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love and faith and impurity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching, do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Um, I want you again during your leisure time to take your time to read it thoroughly what we just read but for right now i want us to focus on um verse 12 and as well as i want you to focus on uh verse 15 so now verse 12 especially the latter portion of verse 12 right it says it says but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love and faith and impurity and speech and conduct in love and faith and purity now, the reason why I wanted you guys to highlight this is because I don't know what it is, but there's a notion going around. And this notion is that as long as you believe Jesus was real, as long as you believe Jesus, you know, he died and resurrected, as long as you believe that you are safe, right? You are in the safety zone. You don't have nothing else to do. You know, um, praying is not is not for you. Reading the Bible is not for you. Fellowshipping with other believers is not for you. You growing in a whole in a holy faith is not for you. You desiring get gifts of the Holy Spirit is not for you. You having increasing faith is not for you. My goodness, and this is very much so dangerous, because if you focus now on verse uh, verse fifteen. 
Listen to what Paul is saying here to Timothy. But even though Paul is saying this to Timothy, this goes for each and every one of us. In verse 15, he says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, not halfway, but wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. And then in verse 16, he says, watch your life and doctrine closely. My gosh. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Now, many of us, if we want to be completely honest, we see often at times one is saying something which would be their doctrine. Amen. One would say something which would be their doctrine, but yet their life would testify the complete opposite. And this is the very thing that Paul is warning Timothy not to do. This is why Paul is telling Timothy, but he's also saying it to us as well. The believers of today, he says, watch your life and doctrine closely, persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Often, many times, when one is now watching their life and doctrine closely, what happens is that they lose their hearers. Meaning they lose that brother and sister. Meaning that brother and sister, because they see that one's doctrine in life does not match. They then, what happens? They say, oh man, I'm church hurt or I'm leaving the church. You know, people in church, they're, they're a bunch of hypocrites. They're cold hearted. They're judgmental. You know, uh, Christianity is not for me. I'd rather go ahead and, you know, follow a different religion or I'm, I'm now an atheist or I'm not, a, I'm not an agnostic, you know, and stuff like that. And this is what Paul is saying to us as well. In this particular text, he says, wash your doctrine and life closely, persevere in them. And so Paul is wanting us as well as believers today in 2022 and onward. He wants us to persevere in our faith in Jesus Christ, but not just say one thing, not just say we believe in Jesus and we believe in his teachings. But Paul wants our very life to reflect Jesus's teachings. Paul wants our very life to say that indeed we believe in Jesus. And as we do this, Paul says, we will save ourselves and also we will save our hearers, meaning that we won't waste our time, right? In proclaiming the gospel, because we know our very life is a reflection of that gospel that we have received. And as a result, people will give their life to Jesus because they see that we're serious about our father's business. We're not just a people who talk to talk, but we literally live what we preach. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is so important. This is so important for us to not have this notion of once saved, always saved. Because that, that, doc, that doctrine or that belief has been so, like, completely out of this world. Not even in a good way. That it has caused many brothers and sisters in the faith to become so lazy that they themselves don't even desire to have a deeper intimacy with God. That they themselves don't even desire the fruits of the spirit. That they themselves, they don't even desire the spiritual gifts such as this gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of mercy, the the gift of working miracles. Amen. And this is all things that Jesus himself and even even the Holy Spirit through Apostle Paul is telling us to desire such things. 
And we ought to desire such things, especially as we are continuously progressing in our faith. If we have been a believer for a couple of years, he even tells us of the Apostle Paul, you know, it's time for us to um, be mature, right? It's time for us to eat the meat, to eat the solid food. It's not time for us to continue to eat what is elementary, right? To continue to get, you know, milk. But we have reached the time of the milk. But he wants us to get solid food. He wants us to eat the meat of the things of God. And so the church, we as the church, we have to come to this point of recognizing that, again, we are not an infant stage anymore, many of us. But we have reached the stage of either adolescence or adulthood. And one of the things that I see that is not really being highlighted enough in many Christian communities and local churches nowadays is the importance of discipleship. And like we read in Acts 2 verse 42 to 47 is the gathering and the fellowship of brothers and sisters in that way daily and truly working on making that firm foundation of family, of being a family being genuinely a family of believers god wants to uproot the fakery the you know the hypocrisy you know god wants us to truly be authentic believers authentic brothers and sisters in the faith and many people they can tell authenticity from fakery and i believe moving forward in 2023 we all have to ask ourselves this question am i being authentic Am I being a true servant of God? Am I being a real child of God? Or am I just pretending to be one? Amen. I want us now to quickly go ahead and open our Bible pages to Acts 1, verse 12 to 14. Acts 1, verse 12 to 14. And I'll be reading this one y'all this particular passage as our last passage for tonight there's so much i really wanted to go ahead and share on tonight's episode but i'm gonna go ahead and save that for next time and so i hope that you guys have been greatly enjoying the series so far and um, make sure you'll be with us next friday for part three of this series but before we go ahead and close out i want to go ahead and read with you Acts 1, verse 12 to 14. Acts 1, verse 12 to 14. And so this is what it says, y'all. It says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Aphelius, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. My goodness, go ahead and highlight verse 14. Go ahead and highlight verse 14 me please and they all
they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Oh my goodness. Let's go ahead and just close out with this, y'all. Verse 14. This is so important. And so we see multiple times here in scripture is telling us the importance of us as brothers and sisters in the faith to constantly be in prayer, not just as individuals, but corporately as a people, right? As the body of Christ. I want you guys to understand now and forevermore that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you now have a new family. So that means you have to be about your family, right? In the faith, you have to be praying for the family of Christ, not just your, your, your own biological mother and father and sister and brother who are also believers, but you need to be praying for believers all around the world. And you should be one who is fully invested in the lives of believers in your local gathering. And so I hope that you guys were really blessed by today's episode. Again, there's so much other scriptures that I want to cover with you all. But please go ahead and make sure you stay tuned for next um, episode coming out next Friday. Um, and y'all, until next time, remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. This was your sister in Christ, JLP. Peace out. Take care.